Hi everyone and welcome to Pod with a Purpose, the podcast show designed to share key stories and information from across our group of specialist businesses. I'm your host, Jamie Lloyd-Jones, so let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome to Pod with a Purpose. Today my special guest is Hannah Dales, Head of Environment, and I'm really excited to welcome her back to the podcast. Today the purpose is to understand a bit about what our journey to net zero looks like and why it's important. So to begin with, do you want to give us a bit of an introduction, Hannah, into what you do at Churchill? Yeah, no problem. So um yeah, hi Jamie, thanks for having me. I'm as you said, head of environment. So I've been here nearly a year, I think it's a year and a few days. So what I do here is manage absolutely everything that you can think of that is linked with environment and environmental management. So that's like our compliance, that's our carbon, that's the zero which we'll talk about today. And it's all of our sort of really exciting client sustainability relationships as well. So those are kind of the key areas I focus on. Yeah, but no, net zero is very, very central to what I do. And it's been a really big focus of the last year. Amazing. Thank you. So I'm keen to find out a little bit about what your main focus is at the moment around net zero and perhaps the biggest project that you're working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, really exciting times actually for net zero. So on Friday, very hot off the press. It's what day is it today? It's Tuesday. <laughs> so on Friday, <laughs> I submitted our science-based targets. So what they are is we've made our net zero commitment with Churchill, but exactly how we get there and what that journey looks like we didn't really know so science-based targets initiative is a global initiative that sets a very very well-known framework for setting net zero targets so we've over the last sort of two months been working with some consultants to draft our targets um, and we have now submitted those for validation so it's really really exciting it's a really big step for us as a company we won't hear anything back I don't anticipate for maybe six months and that's just because of the amount of companies doing what we're doing it's as i said the global global theme absolutely hundreds thousands of companies are doing what we're doing yeah that's the next step and that's been the focus really for the last few months you mentioned there about our commitment to net zero yeah so what does that look like so we as church of group have said that we will achieve net zero by 2040 and what that actually means is all of our emissions, so that's our direct emissions and our indirect emissions, will effectively get to zero. And it's quite strict in how you can achieve that. So when we're going down the science-based targets route, which is the proper route that we should be going down, it means that we will need to reduce our emissions by 90% and we can then offset by 10%. And offsetting is basically where you pay a project that will plant, for example, trees, that will capture that carbon and offset your emissions that way. That's what it means for us. How we get there is going to be quite complicated, if I'm honest. But that in its simplest form is what it means for us. Well, perhaps in a future episode then we can come back to what that looks like in a little bit more detail. Because Mm, today I think it's really important for us just to find out a little bit more about in general what we're doing so what is the focus then for the next financial year so we've got some key projects that we need to kick off over the next year so we've got our targets we now know where we need to be getting to what we need to do in the next financial year is really make some inroads in setting up how we'll meet those targets so for us 
um, across the group, there's two key areas really that we need to focus on. One of those is our vehicles, so our fleet. So we need to start working with Dennis, our fleet provider, to electrify our fleet and move away from petrol diesel vehicles where we can. So that's one project in itself. And then the other project is working with our supply chain. So because of the way that we operate as a company, what we do, so many of our emissions are tied to our suppliers. So we need to start working with them to understand where they are on their net zero journey. And, and that is part of our science-based target, working with our supply chain. Great. Thank you so much. And with regards to the fleet and changing to electric vehicles, what do you think is going to be our biggest challenge around that? Yeah, it's a really, really good question. There'll be lots of challenges, if I'm completely honest. I think one of the main ones for us will be looking at our van fleet. So again, because of the way that we work and what we do, we've got quite a lot of vans that do quite a lot of miles throughout the day. There isn't an obvious place for them to, place or time really, for them to stop and be charged. So I think working out operationally some of the feasibility side will be quite a challenge for us. And that's something that we need to start working through the next year. Do we have a time scale? Obviously, we need to get to net zero by 2040. Yeah. But when are we kind of envisaging that we would be changing to electric vehicles? Yeah, so absolutely, we need to start this over the next year. There are quite long lead-in times with some of the vehicle ordering. But the assumptions that we've used to sort of build our targets are that Roughly speaking, over the next 10 years, we need to have changed just over half of our fleet to electric. So that's sort of long term. So it's progressing along that over the next 10 years is what we need to work on. One of the ways that we could do that is to first look at the highest emitters. But again, it's something that we have to really work through and agree as a company on exactly how we approach this. That's really interesting. So we've just touched a little bit there on what we need to be doing in the future. But is there anything for anybody that's listening that we could be doing immediately that would have some impact? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I think I'd encourage everyone across the group to think about is their travel. So when we're making our group carbon footprint, we take all of the data that we have and we collect through our expenses system. So absolutely every car journey that you make for business, every um, train journey, plane journey, if you go anywhere exciting, will form part of our carbon footprint. So we're down to that level of granularity of data. So I'd really encourage everyone to think about, do I need to make that long journey? Could I do the meeting by teams? Really start rationalising your travel, because although it's not a huge, huge part of, of our carbon footprint, it is a part and it's something that you can very, very easily influence. Thank you. I think that's yeah, a really good tip, actually. And going back a step, obviously, we've talked about our commitment to net zero by 2040. Why is it important that we get to that? There's a few reasons. We want to be doing the right thing, don't we? It's one of our core values as Churchill. We know that this is achievable for us. That's why we've made this commitment. We think we can do it. So it will be challenging, but equally, we can do it. And it is absolutely the right thing to be doing is to be pushing ourselves to reduce our emissions so that the impacts that we have on our climate are reduced. Aside from that, aside from it being the right thing to do sort of morally, from a government perspective, the government have set a target for 2050 for us as a nation to be be net zero. So it's going to happen eventually. 
and I know that there's lots of discussions around whether that will change. You know, will, will the date change? Will the government change their commitment? We don't know what they'll change, but that's what we're currently anticipating. So it's something that we need to do because of the legislation that we work under. But equally, it's definitely the right thing that we should be doing. So what impact will it have on our clients? So it'll be, it's really exciting for our clients. Our clients, many of them have made similar commitments as we have for Net Zero. So what it means for them is we form part of their Scope 3 data. So Scope 3 is your indirect emissions. So that's everything that's up and downstream of yourself. So, so very much like our suppliers form part of our Scope 3, we are part of our clients' Scope 3. So us reducing our emissions will help them on their journey to a net zero also. And we're very much hoping to be able to work with our clients to sort of give them our data and be able to share our progress on this journey to net zero. So yeah, what, what impact will it have? It will help them on their journey. So really, it should be something that we're all talking about and sharing the steps that we're taking and our commitment to it, because it can only have a positive impact, can't it? Absolutely. Yeah. The more we talk about this and almost normalise it as just part of business as usual, I think the better, because this is not something that's going to go away. It's not something that's going to be easily solved. It's something that needs to just become part of what we do. I think I say quite a lot to people, it's not about doing less, it's about how we work out how we do more and create less emissions. So this this concept of net zero and working differently and working in low carbon ways just needs to become part of how we do business. And yeah, the more people talk about that, the better as far as I'm concerned. Almost ingrained in the everyday. Yes, exactly. It needs to become not a not a not a trendy thing. I think at the moment net zero is quite fashionable, isn't it, in some ways? But it needs to be very much part of our just our everyday. So I hate to put you on the spot, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> um, but I will give you a bit of an out. Um, is there anybody within the group or a supplier that is doing amazing things in this space that we could kind of highlight and use as somebody to look up to? Mm, yeah, that's a great question. There's loads and loads of support across the group. I will absolutely say that. I think. Everyone who I've spoken to is really kind of keen to get behind this. One of our suppliers that I work with very closely and who really are a great example for us to work with and follow in this respect is Bunzel. So we work very closely with them. They're one of our main suppliers and they've set and they've got validated science-based targets. They're doing so much great work in terms of working on their carbon footprint bringing it down they're looking at for example how they deliver to our sites can they roll out electric can they reduce the frequency of deliveries they're um, they're looking at their packaging they're looking at their their supply chain they're looking at embodied carbon they're looking at so many things which makes it very exciting for us to work with them but equally go with them on this journey to net zero and we can help each other out in a bit of a partnership because they're so much a part of our emissions, but equally, it's just a very exciting partnership. It sounds really exciting. And with that enthusiasm, that could be one of our clients with us, couldn't it? If we were taking Completely. all these steps. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really quite a nice and exciting example of, you're right, how being a supplier, you can have such a great impact on your clients. It's quite inspiring to see what they're doing and how we can work with them and do similar things in the future. 
So to finish, mm. what is the most asked question or statement you hear around ESG or net zero at Churchill? Oh, that's okay. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I get asked loads, actually, is why can't we do it sooner? Why haven't we said net zero 2030 or 2035 or anything essentially in advance of 2040? And it's a really important question to ask because why have we said 2040 and the answer is because we think that's feasible we know what we look like as a group what our operations look like what changes we need to make to bring it forward for us it's not as feasible as 2040 so we've set a target that we think is achievable and we are very happy to stand by and go against and share etc um, but I do get asked quite a lot why why we haven't set a sooner target and I think the answer would be that is what's most feasible for us. I suppose we don't want to say we're going to you know achieve net zero by 2030 and already know in the back of our minds that that is going to be an uphill struggle and probably not achievable because okay. then we're just on the back foot aren't we already before we've even begin the journey. Yeah, I, I agree. I think in this space, and I think actually in our last in our last podcast, we talked about greenwashing, didn't we? And it's we did so many um, claims out there. I think it's very, very important that whatever we say, we stand by. So, absolutely, our claims are robust, and our claims are things that we absolutely think we can achieve. And making any claim that I don't think we can achieve is not comfortable, and we would not do it, and we not want to put ourselves in that place thank you well it's been lovely to have you on again thank you for joining me thank you for having me and yeah I'm really excited to catch up again and maybe go into a bit more detail around what some of those plans look like to help us achieve net zero by 2040 but for today thank you so much and I'll speak to you soon Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for listening to Pod with a Purpose. If you've got any questions about any of the topics we've discussed today, please don't hesitate to reach out.